the Irish Times business podcast in association with Irish Life. Eight of the top ten Irish companies choose to do business with us. We know Irish Life. We are Irish Life. Hello and welcome to the Irish Times Business Podcast. This is Wednesday, May 11th. I'm Kieran Hancock. And this week I'm joined in studio by Jack O'Connor, president of SIP2 and one of the country's most senior union leaders. And don't forget, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and it's also available from our website, irishtimes.com. Uh, Jack, welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you, we should Gio. start with Lewis. Uh, some more days of strike, six more days of strike uh, in June announced uh, by the drivers. Uh, represented by SIP2 um, today. This is in addition to 10 days we've had already and, and I think four still to come in May. And I know that one of those days in June coincides with the beginning of the Leaving Cert, uh, which might cause some angst for uh, some of the students uh, who are sitting there Leaving Cert uh, this year. I mean, this dispute has been going on for, for quite a while now. What's, what's it all about? Well, well, what it's about is it's a very simple dispute, which is about pay. And it's... Um, unfolding in the absence of any kind of national agreement or, or national infrastructure to deal with difficult disputes. Um, as you're aware, uh, Kieran, we, we live in a country which until uh, 2009, uh, uh, for uh, a very long period, extending back to 1972, actually virtually, with one or two breaks in the earlier part of that period, uh, had uh, quite a, a structured social dialogue arrangement. Yeah. And one of the ingredients in that, in the early years, uh, under, the, in, in, under the auspices of the Employer Labour Conference, and in the latter years, under the auspices of the National Implementation Body, had a tripartite mechanism mm. uh, to, 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 uh, to deal with, with uh, okay, fair enough, disputes but, of this nature. But if I may say, I mean, SIP2 has negotiated, I'm told, uh, some t- hundreds of agreements, pay, pay increases uh, for members across the private sector over the past uh, couple of years. I think that's fair to say, isn't yes, it? Yes, yeah, yes. Okay. Ex- no, it's, extending it's, back to 2011. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Okay. So, And it's done that in, uh, in the absence of any uh, such social partnership framework um, that you talk about. So why, why can't you do it in this dispute? Well, the, the, because the employer re- refuses to, 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 to negotiate terms that are uh, acceptable to the members, quite frankly. Uh, if you look at what you've referred to there, uh, the experience in the private sector, uh, principally manufacturing, uh, overwhelmingly manufacturing, in the period extending back to 2011, uh, we've been doing uh, two, uh, something between 2 and 3% mm. uh, per year uh, through free collective bargaining. And uh, that's six years now. So you're talking about between 12 and 18%. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably, uh, if you if you if you if it's probably nineteen or twenty cumulative, actually about nineteen, I'd say cumulative. Well, how many companies now would have given that kind of pay increase going back six seven years? We we were doing in manufacturing uh, uh, across uh, a great deal of manufacturing. Um, man- manufacturing is there's still a very high level of unionisation in manufacturing in this country. So you're uh, saying over the past six years there have been yeah, two three percent increases uh, per year. Across manufacturing, uh, I am, uh, yeah, I'm saying that we've been doing those kind of agreements. Yeah, two to three percent a year on the unionised part of manufacturing, which is a unionisation in manufacturing is still running at 33, 35 percent. Okay, and the effect of those agreements extends over a, a, a much ra- a larger number of people. So well, it's 18, 19 percent thereabouts well, over you, six you, years. You, that, on the higher end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So and the Lewis drivers uh, are being offered eighteen percent over no, thirty-three not. months. They're not. No. They're not. Uh, uh, and um, 
I, I, I very much welcome the opportunity to correct that um, uh, misconception which has been so assiduously worked uh, by certain elements in the media which are quite hostile to workers and to trade unions. The Irish Times excluded, of course. Um, but but, but what, what, what was offered originally uh, arising from the WRC negotiation uh, that took place uh, around Patrick's Day uh, was, uh, uh, first of all, was uh, 2% would affect from the date of acceptance, uh, 2% from the 1st of January 2017, 3% from the 1st of January 2018, followed by 3% on the 1st of January 2019, uh, over 33, uh, 33 months. And if you look at those, what that amounts to is 10%. And the way the the 18% figure was manufactured was by virtue of the fact that the proposal also envisaged the introduction of a long service increment for people who had over 14 years service. And uh, no Seems one like a good idea. No, yeah, indeed. And no one, no one has 14 years service yet because the Lewis is is, is, is only working 12 years. Uh, uh, but they they would get a long service increment, which, when you do the sums, could bring some people mm. up to up to 18 percent. Now, that long service increment, which, as you say, seemed like a good idea, it, it is a good idea. The concept of a long service increment to reward service and loyalty and and, and so on. Uh, but but uh, that w- uh, was to uh, not entirely, but to. Uh, uh, to uh, uh, a considerable extent, and you can debate the degree of the extent. We don't know what extent because we don't know how many people are involved. But that was subsidised by the idea of of of, of further reducing uh, the, the 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 lower rates uh, for people who have not yet entered into employment uh, when when the when the services expanded on foot of the, uh, the the developments that are envisaged over the next few years. Uh, and um, that that was was that 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 concept has become, uh, as you as you're aware, yep. extremely controversial uh, in 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 employment and particularly in public service employment uh, over the recent past. Because for the most part, uh, lower entry rates were unilaterally imposed without agreement. So the starting salary, correct me if I'm wrong, but the starting salary is about thirty three thousand euro. Um, yeah, now yeah. and it would be reduced to thirty one thousand. Yeah, it would be reduced. But this is part of an overall package. Uh, for it is, but 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 the point I'm making is that to represent. Yeah. Uh, what was proposed as 18% is misleading okay, for right. the reasons that I've set out. But is it not fair to say that um, SIP2 has negotiated deals for other grades uh, within Lewis uh, at a lower rate? I mean, 13%, uh, I'm told, for the other grades. Well, the, the, the subsequent to the rejection uh, of, of the proposal that we've just been discussing, uh, the, 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 other, the other grades we represent uh, decided to accept an amended proposal which did envisage a slight reduction uh, at the end on, on what was originally proposed on foot of clarification on what was involved, uh, favourable clarification. Uh, OK, but we're talking about 13% so in the round, aren't we? Yeah, but you're talking about, you see, uh, the other thing about the, the, the proposal as it affects drivers, apart from the lower entry rates, which uh, um, trade union members would be loath to accept in the current environment. They were they were imposed for the most part in the economy, but uh, in 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 a country which boasts the the most rapidly growing economy 
in, in, in Europe at, at the moment, the case for lower entry rates no longer exists, if it, if it ever existed. But apart from that, the, the, the productivity proposals that are envisaged in the WRC proposal of mid-March uh, um, uh, are written in such a way uh, that you can, you can interpret them benignly or, or, or they could leave the way open for very radical uh, um, changes. And uh, any, any proposal that ultimately might provide a basis for resolution of this dispute will have to deal with that issue in such a way yeah. that at very least people know what they're voting for Jack, or against. Let's set aside the 18% for a minute. I mean, you talked about uh, pay increases roughly 2 to 3% a year uh, over that period for these uh, drivers. Now, to a lot of people in the economy, 2 to 3% pay rise uh, will be a very fine thing because a lot of people haven't had a pay rise. Uh, since the crash came, particularly public servants, they've seen their uh, terms and conditions slashed in uh, the recession or since the crash. Yes. Uh, and they haven't had it restored. And yeah. they would see a 2 to 3% uh, pay increase, you know, per year as uh, as a pretty fine thing. They, they, they would indeed. Uh, and uh, um, they, uh, they're still battling to restore the. the yeah, we'll come on to that later. But the, the you get my point was, that there are a lot of people who haven't had I, pay I know, increases. I know, but uh, uh, the, other, the other hand. Snap your hand off the, for that. The, the, the other, the other hand, on the other hand side, um, uh, IBEC, uh, the employer's organisation, was very vociferous at the beginning of the year and at the beginning of last year, uh, coming out to the effect, if I can remember accurately, uh, that that two-thirds of employers, I think that's what this year's message was, two-thirds of employers would be increasing wages by of the order of 2 to 3%. Uh, so, independently of collective bargaining, it seems that IBEC was signalling to people that in, 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 in their benevolence uh, that, that, uh, that, that employers would be increasing wages by, by those amounts in any event. Uh, and uh, 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 well, that's what uh, that's what Ibeck was saying. Well, I don't uh, think it, uh, it applies to uh, every employer. But any, in oh, any no, event, no, no, even it may, if not it, apply, did. it may not apply to every employer. But that's the employer's organisation. Okay. Uh, the main employer's organisation. The, the pay increase is in and, line and, with and, that. And secondly, uh, um, the, the the pay pay is increasing now in the economy. We've had a number of uh, pretty high profile settlements or proposals for settlement now in uh, in the ESB and on the post office and so on. Uh, of a slightly higher order than that, slightly higher, not not a great deal higher, um, but but uh, uh, you see, uh, in circumstances where um, we we don't have any uh, agreement or concordat or underst- mm. our understanding on the distribution of the benefits of, outco- uh, of output, and in circumstances where we are living in the aftermath of the socialisation of private debt to an enormous degree to the detriment of working people uh, particularly in the country um, we're in circumstances where uh, uh, workers are now uh, moving to uh, retake lost ground and to exercise what leverage they can to try to achieve uh, um, uh, to achieve uh, outcomes okay. on pay. The, the pay deal that, uh, the, the offer that was made uh, was, was negotiated by Kieran Mulvey of the Workplace Relations mm. uh, Commission, I mean, probably the most senior uh, mediator in, in the country. And he said that most union officials, if they went back to their members with those proposals from the commission, would have been given a standing ovation. And that was something, th- those were mm. comments that uh, you took exception to and you said he, he, you said he had discredited himself and he should step down. Um, that was in the heat of battle, uh, as it were. You've had some time to reflect on mm-hmm. that now. Do you, do you regret those comments? I mean, obviously, he didn't step down, and I presume SIPTU didn't pull out of negotiations in other uh, spheres with the with the WRC. So do you regret uh, those no, comments? No, but I did say that, that, uh, that I regretted having to say them. 
but 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 uh, I, I don't really want to revisit the issue, frankly. Um, uh, Kieran Mulvey, uh, who I do acknowledge, is a very experienced and highly regarded mediator, who is, in fairness to him, responsible for. Uh, initiating uh, uh, um, a, a, a number of measures over the years which were uh, beneficial to workers, um, stepped over the line on that day uh, uh, f- for a mediator. Did you step over the line by calling for him to resign? Uh, n- no, I didn't. But, uh, I, but I don't really want to go back there, frankly. Um, if you had your time over, would you do the same again? Pretty, pretty well. I, I, as I say, I, I don't want to go back there because uh, um, I said what I said. Um, Kieran Mulvey w- went into the media throughout the day. That particular day, I didn't go back into the media, and I and I made it clear to media people who contacted me that I didn't intend to go back into the public domain on the issue, uh, and I'd rather not say any more about it. Frankly, I don't want to. Uh, cause uh, 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 any uh, discomfort for for someone who I would otherwise have respected and 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 indeed uh, worked with over the years. But I have a responsibility in my role uh, as the uh, as the representative of uh, of our trade union, uh, of 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 the biggest union in the country, uh, with our tradition. Um, uh, to to uh, 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 to articulate uh, the position and the interests of our members, and indeed, given the tradition of our union uh, of working people generally, and uh, and I have to be uh, 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 mm. quite emphatic about that. I, I don't particularly uh, uh, enjoy, and 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 I've always tried to avoid uh, personalising anything. Okay, well, it obviously happened on that occasion. But anyway, um, just going back to Lewis, one of the days of strike next month is uh, Wednesday, the 8th of June, which is the first day of the Leaving Cert. Yes. They're planning uh, a disruption to morning services, which um, will obviously disrupt the travel plans for uh, some Leaving Cert students. How do you feel about that? Well, uh, what I feel about it is is, is, is that uh, um, I think uh, uh, that uh, the, 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 the notice that has been served... Uh, will deal with uh, any uh, any suggestion that there was any weakening of the resolve on the part of our members. And I think now that we have uh, a government in place uh, that um, there is uh, the potential for a resolution of the dispute through through negotiation. Actually, when 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 you delve into it, uh, notwithstanding the, the positions in relation to each other in public statements and so on that the parties have taken, when you look into the differences between them in the actual detail of the negotiation itself, um, uh, I don't believe it's insurmountable. But I do, I do believe there is a requirement for a concerted initiative uh, to, uh, focused on, on achieving a resolution. Okay, but I mean, have you any regrets about the fact that uh, Leaving Cert students are going to be disrupted on the first day of I don't, their exams? I, 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 expe- I, I don't expect that they will be disrupted. I expect that um, uh, the, 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 the notice that has been served today uh, we, we, we will, uh, um, concentrate bring, minds. will concentrate minds and, and, that, okay. uh, and that we will have, we will have an yeah. initiative to... to well, you uh, talked about the new government and the new Minister for Transport, and that's um, Shane Ross. What yes. do you think of his appointment? Well, uh, what do I think? What I think is that um, 
uh, Shane Ross is a person uh, that, uh, put it this way, he and I would, would not agree on very much. Uh, apart from agreeing that the world is round, I don't, I don't know that the, and I don't know that he holds the view that the world is round, um, given some of the positions he's taken. But um, I assume he does. Other than that, uh, uh, we wouldn't agree uh, on very much. Um, but but he is uh, democratically elected, and and he he holds a seal of office uh, uh, as a member of the government to which he was appointed with the approval of the elected members of the All Ireland. And we have been, uh, uh, all of us, in our own way, um, and uh, uh, commemorating the events that, 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 that brought about the, f- the founding of our state and the entitlement on the part of all of us uh, and uh, the people who have gone before us and will follow us uh, to, to elect people uh, to govern us. and. Uh, uh, Shane Ross uh, 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 has been appointed as a minister democratically with the approval sure. of the Dáil and I think that um, it Can you do business with him? I think that it behoves all of us to give the government uh, I think uh, it's fair to say and, and I don't mean this in, 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 a, in a disrespectful way I think it's fair to say that uh, the, the, the cabinet is the most right wing cabinet since the Cumann Gael government left office in 1932. Uh, I don't know that uh, uh, that, that there is much potential uh, for common ground between uh, the tradition that I represent uh, uh, and that they represent. Uh, But I do believe that that all of us and that I, in my my role as the president of our trade union, have a responsibility to give the democratically elected government and the ministers that have been appointed a fair wind. A fair crack, okay. Um, But do you think Shane Ross is the right man to broker a deal in the Lewis deal, in the Lewis dispute, for example? I I, I don't actually know that that any minister... can be expected to actually broker a deal. Well, to assist. To but, assist but, but I think that what I've always said in relation to this, and I said it in relation to Minister Ross's predecessor, Pascal Donoghue, that the minister had a role to play. And um, uh, what I mean by that is that uh, the, the government, uh, through the Minister for, for Jobs, as it is now... Um, uh, do, do, Mary do, Mitchell O'Connor? Yeah, but it's, it's not the individual. It's the, it's, it's the government, through that minister, in the law... In the in the in the in the Industrial Relations Act of 1990, under Section 48 of that Act, yeah. has uh, uh, the right uh, to I- invoke the services of the Labour Court, or to invoke um, the, the the services of other people, in the event of an issue being of such. Okay, magnitude. but you've run into the sand with the with the Workplace Relations Commission in terms of no, I, I know, but this is we're talking now about what 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 Section 48 of the 1990 Act actually says, without citing it verbatim, is that the, the minister of the day may, yeah. uh, may, may uh, in certain circumstances yeah. where there's, there are implications for the public interest, request the Labour Court to conduct an investigation or may in, involve the services of other people. And, and, and that particular section of the legislation was employed by the previous government uh, very successfully in relation to very difficult disputes. In, and should in, it in, be in employed in this case, in the Lewis case? Is that what you're I, I, well, I, I think it is an avenue 
that is open okay. uh, to, to, to the government. Can and I think there is a requirement mm. for an initiative uh, to, to... Can I just to, quote to you, Shane, what Shane Ross said in his column last weekend yeah. about, about yourself? Mm. He said, I'm sure you've read this. Um, God I knows. haven't read it. Uh, actually, I do, I do want to say something. Uh, I never, ever, ever read anything that Shane Ross writes uh, um, because... Uh, and nor would I expect that he would read anything that I write, for that matter. Right, OK. It sounds yeah. like a perfect working relationship. Yeah. Um, he said, God knows how the bearded trade unionist Jack O'Connor and I will get on if we ever have to sit across the table over the Lewis strike or any other dispute. Everyone says he's a really nice, committed guy, but we have a bit of history. Yeah, well, uh, I, I, I didn't read it, but it, was, it, it has been read back to me more often than, 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 than nearly at this stage I can remember. It's even been cited to me by by people on the train coming up uh, to, to town on the on the, loose. Uh, on the on the train on the, on the train. Uh, um, the, 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 but but um, but um, uh, I mean, uh, look. Uh, apart from my responsibility in 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 the role I'm fulfilling, uh, even personally. Uh, I, I don't carry any other agenda other than to the best of my ability to discharge the obligations of the office uh, that, uh, that, that, that I serve in. No, I appreciate uh, that. But uh, uh, nonetheless, uh, uh, when uh, somebody uh, is appointed to a key yes. role like that... Well, I, what I'm saying is is, is that... I, I'm sure privately you must either rejoice uh, if it's the right person uh, fr- from your no, perspective I, no, I don't. or else you, you, no, you I don't. flop back in your chair and... No, I don't. I don't. Uh, um, I don't, uh, actually. I approach... I hope I'm telling the truth. I believe it to be true. I approach uh, uh, all the issues I have to deal with and all of the people I have to deal with from the perspective of a trade unionist uh, who happens to, to have the responsibilities that I have and from the perspective of a socialist uh, who, who, who is acting in accordance with the values for which our, our union was founded to serve. And I, and I cannot indulge in the luxury of, 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 of carrying grudges our, 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 our agendas against individual people. And uh, I would say in relation to Minister Ross, what I would say in relation to the, the present cabinet, I, I don't share very much common ground with him or with them, uh, but I do intend uh, uh, for as long as I'm in, in office uh, to, to, to approach uh, our engagement with whatever government is there in a constructive way with a view to progressing the interests of our members, of working people generally, uh, and, and, and our society. No, I, I, I don't. I haven't arranged to meeting, okay. meet him. And uh, um, in, in any event, um, I imagine that if, the, if there are uh, approaches to meet ministers, they would be conducted in the relevant divisions of the union in the first instance. Yeah, sure. Um, what will be the catalyst for a, a resolution of this uh, Lewis dispute? Presumably well, your, your members more, want more than what was put on the table, so how are we going to arrive at that point? Because the, well, the well, employer doesn't seem to be well, willing to Well, let, let us put it this way. Our, uh, our members want a better proposal. And uh, apart from the money aspects, and they do have aspirations in relation to the money, uh, um, they, 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 they don't want that to have to endure the humiliation of, of voting to cut the pay of people who haven't yet entered into employment 
in circumstances where it's no longer necessary. So is that the key issue then? Is uh, no, 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 no. It, 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 I'm just, you asked me a question, so I'll try to answer it. Uh, um, there are productivity uh, uh, measures and aspects and text, text relating to productivity in the proposal. And the very least that's required is that people would know what precisely is involved uh, so that they might make a, a decision one way or the other. And, and, and obviously our members uh, would hope to, 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 to get some improvement in the money at, 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 the, at the, uh, you know, so that, so that you see... Uh, well, we have entrenched positions on both sides, OK? Yes. And I'm just wondering I don't know that what's going to happen, I, 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 what I, I, the catalyst I, I, will be to bring the two sides closer well, together. Well, I don't know that, 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 that there are entrenched positions, but, but I, I am not actually sure that the positions are, are in relation to the substantial issue uh, are, are that entrenched um, um, I don't know that the company for example envisages uh, employing the productivity proposals down the line whether to be accepted in the way that our members are, uh, might be concerned about and, there's, and, and there may be space okay. that, that, that people can reach agreement there without anyone conceding anything uh, I don't know that it's reasonable these days uh, to expect uh, uh, um, people to vote for lower pay for people who are not already there. And I notice, incidentally, that, that in the proposals uh, envisaged in the arrangement between Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael, uh, that, 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 that one of the, the aspects that, that it is, is intended that this, this Public Service Pay Commission might deal yeah, with. Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk about that in the second it, half. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's to do with that. So, sure. so there is a view, I think, in but, our society generally that okay, look, Jack, we, we said, need to get away from that. Sure, you said that you were um, hopeful that a resolution to this dispute yes. would be found before June yes. the 8th when the Leaving Service I would starts. hope that the government would take an initiative. And, uh, and, and when I called for an initiative previously... Uh, uh, um, that the minister responded by saying he wasn't able to bring money to the table and he explained the reasons why. It's Pascal Dunhu. Yes, the, the, the then minister. Uh, and when I was calling for an initiative, I wasn't actually calling for him to bring money to the table. I was calling, I was, uh, I was calling for him to do something like what's envisaged in Section 38 of the 1990 Act. So are you calling for Shane Ross to do uh, Well, Well, do he, he's, the minister Shane Ross can't... Uh, the minister... The minister would have to the the government would have to cause the, okay. the relevant minister, who's the minister for jobs. So it's Mary Mitchell O'Connor who to, needs to, to to do it. Yes, right. Yeah, and, and and my point is is that is an option that is open to the government that could be uh, uh, um, initiated without bringing money to the table. All right, we're going to take a short break now. Uh, when we return, I'll talk to Jack about the Labour Party's disastrous election results, um, the new government and, and plans on public sector pay, and also his plans for retirement in 2017. At Irish Life, we can tell you that 49% of employees in Ireland don't think about tomorrow. They don't have a pension plan. We can help you help them. Because if you're involved in running your company's pension plan, we can administer it for you. With our member-specific investment solutions, online access for employers, trustees and members, and always-on smartphone apps. Just call one of our corporate team on 01704-1845. Visit irishlifecorporatebusiness.ie or contact your pension consultant to find out how we can help your company think of tomorrow. We know Irish Life. We are Irish Life. Irish Life Assurance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. All information source for Irish Life September 2014.
Welcome back. I'm talking to Jack O'Connor, SIP2 president and someone who has supported the Labour Party over many, many years. Um, Jack, where did it all go wrong for the Labour Party in the election just passed? Well, uh, um, it, it began to go wrong uh, immediately after they went into the, 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 the last government. In 2011. In 2011. Um, Something that you advocated. Uh, very much. Very much, uh, uh, and uh, and you see the reality of it is that, uh, uh, and it should be said first, is is that uh, they went into the government as a minority party, outnumbered by more than two to one, in circumstances where uh, th- there was quite literally an, e- an existential crisis facing the state, and the economy, uh, the fiscal. The, 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 the fiscal direction of the economy was in was 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 in external hands, in the hands of the of the troika, uh, and uh, the the bottom line, the bottom line when when you disregard uh, the, the the political fluff, uh, the bottom line is that uh, they managed, notwithstanding being in uh, uh, outnumbered by more than two to one, notwithstanding the fact that that the state deficit. Uh, was higher than any other country in the Eurozone, higher even than Greece uh, uh, when when they went into the government. Uh, They they, they managed to preserve uh, the integrity of the social welfare system, uh, even though there were some cuts on the periphery. They managed to preserve it even to the degree that there were no cuts in the basic rates. And it has been acknowledged by external commentators uh, that, that the preservation of the social welfare system in this country was one of the key elements of the maintenance of the social cohesion. The second thing they managed to do was that they managed, notwithstanding the fact that throughout the programme countries and in some countries that weren't programme countries at all, uh, the family silver was being sold off. They managed to forestall any, pretty much any, uh, uh, um, sell-off of state assets. Uh, uh, And our country... And it was acknowledged at the uh, General Council of the the annual meeting of the General Council of the International Trade Union Congress last October. Our country is the only country in the world, bar none, the only country in the world where collective bargaining rights and people's rights at work have been enhanced by law uh, against the background of the economic collapse of 2008 at a time when they were being mm. systematically attacked. Across okay, but the of course there was no. Some sorry, no. Sorry, no. Just because I, you must allow me to say this, and and uh, and they pl- and they played a critical part uh, in reducing unemployment from 15 percent to eight and a half percent. Now, when you talk about, you ask me the question, where did it go wrong? Uh, um, if the Syriza party in Greece. Uh, which still commands very considerable support in that country, perhaps not majority support anymore, uh, but certainly it could not be assumed that they would lose the next election by any means. If they could claim to have achieved half of that, uh, they they, they would be sailing to victory in the next election. But the Labour Party, uh, in my view, uh, uh, mishandled the politics of it. For example, uh, when they went to, uh, they, they, in the last week of the election campaign, prior to the 2011 election, um, they, 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 they fought on the basis of achieving balanced government, right? And subsequent polls have shown that 25% of those who voted for them decided to do so in the last week of that election. Um, they stopped talking about balanced government. They were, they were talking about, about the national government, 
and then later on they were talking about the government. Uh, uh, um, and, and that characterised the approach uh, throughout. Uh, um, and uh, they allowed, for example, the malicious, scurrilous lie uh, to, to become an accepted fact that, 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 that they betrayed their promises uh, and never, never responded to it. I mean, the, the, the people in the right... Labour's way or Frankfurt's way? The people in the right-wing media, people in the other parties, people who, who, who believe they're on the left. Um, for them to say that, that's fair enough. But for, the, for, 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 for that to go undefended... Um, I mean... Uh, well, let me just ask I, you that. I, I, I just, frankly, I, I do not know how they allow that to happen. OK, well, let's just explore that a little bit because Eamon Gilmore, I thought in the 2011 election, or at least most people's interpretation of what he was saying was that bondholders were going to be burnt. Well, he didn't actually say that. Well, that was, uh, I think that was everybody's yeah, interpretation. But actually, actually what, what happened, look what happened. What actually happened, as distinct from uh, the, the way it, it, it's presented in history and in fairness, the way they've allowed it to be presented, uh, what happened was uh, that they competed to lead the government. They competed with Fine Gael to yep. lead the government. Uh, they, they, they produced a manifesto in, in, in which uh, they, 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 they sought a mandate uh, to defend public services. And they didn't. And, 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 to, and, to, and, to, and to embark yep. on, on a different approach to, to the recovery. And they didn't get the mandate. Yeah, OK. Less than one in five voted for it. However, there yes. are always red line issues for every party. Yes. And a lot of voters, it would seem, a lot of voters feel that the Labour Party betrayed a lot of those kind of red line issues. Oh, indeed, they do. They, they, a, lot of, a lot of voters believe that. And they believe it for two reasons. They believe it because uh, um, th- that allegation uh, was, was, was uh, promoted vigorously as you would expect by the political opposition, uh, by elements in the right-wing media, uh, and, th- and that's what you'd expect, but also because, and most particularly because, uh, the leadership of the Labour Party did not abut it. And, uh, but is uh, it as simple as that? Uh, yes, it's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. So you feel if Amy Gilmore or John Burton, when she was leader, when she took over as leader, if they had vigorously rebutted um, yeah, these... If they had... If they had if they had, and I don't, I, 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 I like both of those people. I've known Joan Borton since the 1970s, and I've known Eamon Gilmore since about the middle of the 1980s. I believe them to be good and principled people who worked very hard in the interests of, of working people. And, and what they were able to do in actuality, compared to what was achieved uh, in any of the other programme countries, or indeed in many others, is proof of that. Were they but, the wrong people in charge of but they they had they what they did i believe and 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 i i formed this view pretty early on from talking to them was that they decided as the labor party decided in 1918 uh, to 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 subordinate the interests of the party uh, to the interests of the country and they decided that irrespective of what happens to the party we're going to save the country and they knew uh, that uh, if they were able to play that role, they would be able to preserve the social welfare system. They would be able uh, to prevent uh, the sell-off of state assets. Mm. They would be able to preserve people's rights at work. And they would be able to contribute to creating the conditions which would ultimately, potentially, result in a recovery. Ultimately. Um, the cutting, other thing, cutting children's allowance, though, is that a is that not a you, you know a red line issue for the Labour Party? But, but you see, they restored 
the, the, they cut it first. But, but they did indeed, but they were stolen. And Brendan introduced uh, pretty savage pay cuts in the public service. I, 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 indeed, against the background. And, and you see, th- this is half the story, right? Uh, the other half of it is, 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 is that they could have, they could have avoided uh, voting for those things. They could have avoided being blamed for those things. Uh, and that would have resulted in the collapse of the government and the election of the most right-wing government in the history of the state, which would have done those things and more without blinking. Do you think, when you look back on it now, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but, you know, five years on, do you think they would have been better off staying in opposition? Oh, the Labour Party would, be, would have been immensely better off uh, by staying in opposition. I knew that on the day that, that we voted to go into government. Uh, I said on the way out uh, that we'll come back with five seats. I was wrong. We came back with seven. Uh, the Labour Party would have been immensely better off. Working people in Ireland uh, and our society would have been immeasurably worse off. Uh, and um, uh, and uh, what would have happened was uh, that uh, uh, the Labour Party uh, would, would have become very possibly the biggest party in the state by trading on the backs of the misery of working people and civil society. Because the agenda that the Fine Gael party had at that time, let's just remember it, what they envisaged uh, uh, was uh, that uh, they, 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 would bring, they, would, they, would, they would achieve, and this was in their manifesto, that they would achieve the 3% deficit by budget 2014, and that they would, uh, in achieving that, that that would be affected through uh, uh, a 73% cut Mm. In, in public in in the in the in the amount that would yeah. be required to do it in public spending and the rest in taxation and that would have translated into 2.2 billion euro of in cuts, cuts. Okay. and that in turn would have made the cuts in social welfare look like a walk in the park yeah. can i just ask you how you feel about the the people on the other side of the spectrum you know the uh, the hard left shall we say um the triple uh, a uh, pbp um and, you know, people like Mick Wallace and Claire Daly and so forth who uh, espouse socialist principles. How, how do you... How well, do you well, well the, you, the, you've, you've, you've mentioned a number of people there who don't, who don't all share precisely the same outlook. Uh, the, the left in Ireland uh, is, what, is the residue of the, of the, the Labour Party and the, and, the, and the emerging Social Democratic Party they're the social democrats. The those those two groups. That's they're the social democrats. Then you have uh, the Republican left, uh, uh, Sinn Fein, uh, which is a nationalist party, which stands on on a left of centre platform, quite quite legitimately. There's there's nothing untoward or wrong about that. And then you have various groupings uh, further to the left. Uh, who 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 have a revolutionary socialist project? What do I feel about them? Uh, what I feel about them is that, for the most part, uh, they are uh, very committed, uh, good people. Uh, uh, for the most part, quite selfless people, uh, who are prepared to 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 uh, uh, suffer uh, very considerable. Uh, um, pain and personal disadvantage in order to promote the achievement of their vision uh, of a socialist society. Do you support their stance on water charges? But, but, but what I would say is, 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 that, is that the reality of the world, uh, as distinct from the, the, you know, a particular vision of things, 
is, is much more difficult. And, and the choice which people on the left have to make, people in the trade union movement and people on the left have to make, and it's always been the choice throughout history, not just here, mm. but across the world, is whether or not you're prepared to allow the people you, 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 you owe allegiance to, working people and the people who depend most on public services, to suffer the wrath of the most right-wing reac- reactionary regimes mm. in the hope that ultimately, that, that given that experience, that they will, they will ultimately come and knock on our door. Do you support Paul Murphy's views on Irish water? Well, water w- well we're, we're on the record in relation to, uh, we, I think, SIP2's position on, on, on the whole water issue is the most sustainable, frankly. Uh, it didn't receive very much coverage throughout because it didn't suit people uh, to, to, to pay much attention to it on either side of the debate. But our, our position uh, has always been uh, that, that, that we support the establishment of a national utility. Uh, incidentally, I believe personally that the case for a single national utility is absolutely unanswerable. And, uh, and I'm glad to see... Uh, that that Fianna Fáil have come to that realisation. Uh, incidentally, do you support water charges? They, they, well, our, the second element uh, of 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 our of our position is that there should be a referendum to amend the constitution so as to ensure that the the question as to whether the public water supply would ever be privatised would be decided by the people. Yeah, but in terms of water like, charges and on water charges, mm. our position was and has been that. Uh, that uh, every single family and every single person should receive all the water they need uh, for all the normal uses that they're entitled to use it and for. And anything above and beyond they pay uh, for. Uh, and that they... Uh, and, and, well, it's not so much that they pay for it as that there's a tariff on waste. OK. And, and that, incidentally, would go more than halfway towards meeting the requirements of the directive. And I do believe that people... The, the, I, I see the, the, the Sinn Féin idea of the Commission Mm. Uh, was was ultimately embraced by Fianna Fáil and, and Fine Gael in the compromise, uh, but I believe that 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 uh, if uh, a commission is established, uh, that uh, uh, you know, of quite objective people with the relevant expertise, I believe that they will find it very difficult to avoid that outcome. Uh, John Burton has stepped down as leader of the Labour Party. Mm. Um, who do you think should succeed her? Well. Um, I, I I have a view, but I don't know that I, I should articulate it given well, my position. Uh, um, I I I I uh, I I don't want to get into the uh, I don't want I don't want to get into that. Do you think it should be Brendan Helen? Individuals. Would uh, he be the best part, person to lead the party forward? Uh, um, I think Brendan Howland would do a very good job as leader of, uh, as leader of the Labour Party. I did not support him. Uh, when he he f- contested the leadership back in two thousand and two, from memory, um, um, I supported Pat Rabbit at that time. Um, I was sorry at the time that I couldn't have supported both of them. Frankly, um, I don't want to get into the debate about the leader of the Labour Party. I have a very strong personal view, frankly, but I'm the president of 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 SIP2 and. I don't know that I can say anything without committing the union. But it's not fair. And I have no mandate from the executive of the union to commit 
to support anyone. Sure, but I mean, you have a personal view and a lot of uh, uh, people in SIP2 uh, would look to you as their leader uh, for some signal as to who uh, who you think should be yeah, leader but, but, of the Labour Party. Yeah, but it's not my personal view they're interested in. It's my view as the leader of, of, of SIP2. Well, we're and, interested and, in your and, personal and, view. And I don't have a mandate from the Executive Council to articulate a view uh, on the matter at this point in time. And it's impossible, as you know, Kieran, to divorce my personal view on anything. Would you be happy if Alan Kelly to, became the next leader of the Labour Party? Well, uh, I mean, uh, I, 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 would, I would be happy that the, the members of the Labour Party uh, uh, get to decide who the leader is. Uh, I, would ha- I would be happy that the, the leader is selected in accordance with the constitution of the Labour Party. Uh, I like Alan Kelly personally. I should say this. Um, he was a shop steward and a union representative in our union for very many years. He was very effective in that capacity on behalf of workers in, in, the, in the tourism sector. Uh, um, a, very, a very determined person. Uh, uh, I might have crossed swords with him once or twice in that capacity. Um, I know that he would be very determined um, uh, in the role of leader of the party. Uh, he was probably, he was certainly very approachable to, to, to trade union people when he became a minister, uh, more approachable than some of the others were, frankly, I have to say. Um, I don't know uh, if, 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 if he's ready for it yet. Um, I did, in an interview with the Sunday Business Post quite some weeks ago, uh, say that um, uh, he, he's probably more committed to the values that the Labour Party uh, has always stood for and was founded to stand for than some other people. Um, but uh, he has some rough edges about him and, and, and I think he needs to work yeah. on that. And Sean Sherlock? Yeah, I, d- I don't really know Sean Sherlock terribly well at all. Um, uh, uh, although I, I know member of his, members of his family mm. uh, better and, and uh, I actually knew his father uh, yeah, mm. uh, and and they had a long association with with the trade union movement. Sean Sherlock himself personally uh, probably doesn't. Um, uh, I, 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 Sean Sherlock is an unknown quantity to okay. me. And in the round, do you think there's a way back for Labour? Um, I think it's very difficult. Um, I, I don't think it's that terribly important, by the way. Uh, what I think is terribly important is that uh, the people who believe they're on the left in Ireland face up to the to the fact that in order to influence the agenda on behalf of working people and civil society to take us towards a more egalitarian society uh, that uh, that that they have to face up to the things they have to do to provide a serious alternative and 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 pretending that you could have avoided much of the pain that we had to endure uh, between in the um, aftermath of the collapse of 2008 or that we could have uh, we could have indulged in the luxury mm. of standing back and letting people be kicked into the ground uh, is, is a legitimate way to approach things is something that the left in Ireland has to overcome because, because what you have to do to uh, win sufficient support to, 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 to make the difference uh, 
is you have to prove to people that you believe you can govern and you have to and you have to and you have to tell people some things that they don't want to hear uh, because leadership is not about yeah. uh, telling people what they want to hear it's about advising people on what they need to know i think what a lot of public servants would like to know is if the Lansdowne road agreement is going to run till 2018 or whether there might uh, be some movement on it before then, and, and the government, uh, Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil, have talked about a, a commission on pay yeah. uh, coming forward maybe in the next six months or so. Um, what's your view on that? Well, uh, I don't know anything about this commission, this public service pay commission. Uh, uh, um, on, on the question as to whether the agreement should run its original duration, uh, I, I think given the, the, the growth of the economy, and subject to the sustainability of that growth, uh, um, that it's reasonable for people who work in the public service, given that what they're actually talking about is the reinstatement of their pay, uh, to expect that that the the the, the process of re- of reinstatement would be accelerated. Uh, so you'd like the, to renegotiate Lansdowne Road? Well, to, well, to 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 accelerate the process of reinstatement. We're, we're, we're in um, a much, much better place economically now uh, as we approach the, the middle of 2016 than, than we were in the spring of 2013. When do you think it should be reinstated? This year? Uh, I, I think it should be reinstated. I'll put it this way. I think it should be reinstated. I think the process of reinstatement should be accelerated. Uh, I think that there, there is room for something to happen uh, um, uh, well in advance of the dates that are envisaged in the original text of the agreement. But are we talking about 16 or 17 in your well, opinion? Well, I, I, I don't know that, I don't want to, to go into that degree. There would be a lot of factors that, that would influence the outcome of a negotiation in relation to that. I'm sure there is some doubt about the implications of uh, Brexit, for example. Um, uh, I, I think, incidentally, that the implications of of a vote to leave in the UK uh, would greatly exceed those that are that are mm. that are envisaged okay. in some of the commentary. We won't go into Brexit here, but yeah. um, can I just talk about your re- retirement? I know it's something you don't necessarily like talking about, but yeah. I, you're it's hoving into view, shall we say? You've had yeah. more than thirty five years, uh, I know, as a paid official with uh, yeah. SIP two and its predecessor um, unions, and I think I'm right in saying that. Uh, uh, is it by the end of next year that you'll be stepping yeah, down? Uh, well, well, my term of office as president expires in January of 2018. Okay. And, and, and in all likelihood, uh, the person who replaces me will be elected at the biannual delegate conference, which w- would be expected to take place in October of 2017. I think that's the expected uh, scenario. I, 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 I'm so not how actually, are you feeling about retirement? I'm not actually due to retire as distinct from end my term of office, until uh, January of 2019. Okay. So I, I will be the first person whose term of office will be ending. But the rules of the union say that uh, officers, uh, officers of the union must retire at the retirement age of the staff, which I think is a very good rule. Uh, um, uh, and What's the uh, retirement age of the staff? Well, the retirement age of the staff now is 65, but that's as a result of the fact that the original pension scheme uh, provided for retirement at sixty, uh, and, and 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 mine, and it was phased in. Right. So actually, what we did in SIP two, people say we took no pay cuts. We took a lot of pay cuts, but we also took a forty percent cut in pension. 
Okay. Uh, uh, but but in the but, interest of clarity, then yes. when, when is Jack O'Connor going to retire from SIP? Well, two? I, I think that uh, for to retire from SIP two, I think that will be very much at the discretion of the Executive Council. But my term of office as president ends in Jan- January of two thousand and eighteen, and the person who will replace me will, in all probability be elected at the conference in October 2017. So are you saying that you, in all likelihood you will stay on uh, in a paid capacity beyond I, that? I, 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 I don't know what's going to happen because it'll be out of my hands. Okay. Uh, well, I, I, don't, I don't know if they'll... Uh, I don't probably... I, I, have you any desire to retire? I mean, you've None, been, whatever. You, you've, you've worked hard over all these years. No, I, I've no... It's been a long road. I have no desire to retire whatsoever uh, and I don't look forward to retiring. I think that's kind of pretty much well known in trade union circles. Um, David Begg is retired. He's yeah, he was older than me, though. Yeah, no, yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, it, but, but, but he's found other roles uh, for yeah, himself, which have kept him active. And yeah, you could, for example, accept some board roles, maybe. I won't. State agencies. I, I've made it very clear uh, that I will never serve on a state board. I never have. Uh, I've never been offered one, by the way. Yeah. But I think I, you made it clear that you wouldn't do it while you were SIP2 president. Yeah, I made it clear that I never would. You never will. Okay. I, I never will. Right. I, I'm active. I'm active. Uh, I'm active in in the trade union movement uh, since September of 1974, and um, what I I do know is that uh, I will be. I will. I will. I will remain active in some way in uh, the trade union movement. And in the Labour Party okay. until the day I die. Well, we know you're going to have to step down as, as president in um, January 2018, as, as you say. When that happens, what would you like your legacy to have been? Well, I, 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 I had I had immense aspirations uh, to, for uh, for building the organising capacity of the union and the trade union movement uh, when I originally campaigned for officership. Uh, 16 years ago now, um, I, I, I've been re-elected three times, um, uh, and and we were making progress uh, on on that agenda until the crash of 2008, mm-hmm. and and uh, my biggest regret, I suppose it's easier to re- to, to reflect on one's regrets. My biggest regret uh, will be that I I, I I failed to persuade uh, the other officers the other leaders of the other unions affiliated to the Congress to implement uh, the proposals of, on the Commission of Trade Union Organisation, which were adopted uh, virtually unanimously at the bi- biannual delegate conference in Belfast in, in, in 2015. 2000, in 2013, actually, in 2013, the centenary of the lockout, mm. uh, 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 which would have, had they been implemented, enormously enhanced the capacity of th- uh, of the trade union movement to provide support uh, and organisation uh, for uh, for working people uh, to to promote their interests and their agenda in our society. But uh, what my legacy would be? Well, it's for others to say what the legacy would be. Um, uh, one of the reasons why I wouldn't ever contemplate uh, um, seeking uh, re-election for one year at the end uh, in 2018 is that while, while I've been, th- I will have then have been there 14 years as president and nearly 18 as an officer. Um, uh, the other reason is 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 that uh, I, in my capacity as president of the Congress of Trade Unions and president of our union, uh, had to uh, promote uh, uh, and support some of the most difficult decisions 
uh, the leadership of the movement ever had to make in the, in the entire and 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 many of those decisions were very unpopular decisions and many people felt that there was an easier road and many people uh, um, built political careers on telling people what they wanted to hear and uh, I think that the union and the trade union movement uh, needs uh, to have another face uh, uh, of someone who, who who's not associated with those very difficult decisions. Mm. Have you anybody? Uh, uh, have you a preferred candidate to uh, succeed you? Uh, well, I probably have. Uh, 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 no, no, because I, I think that if I did, that'd be that'd be the end of their prospects if I share if I, if, I, if, I, if I shared it. But I have to say that I'm very glad to say uh, that w- w- that 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 we have a number of very well qualified, very committed very hard working people uh, who, who, who would fill the role uh, uh, better than I ever have okay. frankly Alright Jack O'Connor okay. thank you for joining us thanks, That's Jack. it from the Irish Times Business Podcast for this week my thanks to Jack O'Connor Declan Conlon and John Casey produced the show with JJ Vernon as sound engineer Don't forget you can get the latest business news straight into your inbox by signing up to our business today email at irishtimes.com You can also follow the Irish Times Business feed on Twitter and Facebook I'm Kieran Hancock until next time take care <laughs>